0: It's a brand new year. Things will be different. It won't be easy, but ABC 10 News is helping you prepare to take on these new challenges and make informed decisions for your family's journey. Safely, back to school. ABC 10 News, stories that matter. Hello again and welcome to another of our ABC 10 News Ask the Experts series as we continue our look at getting kids safely back to school. We've been uh, discussing a number of issues related to education uh, from distance learning to homeschooling uh, to kids with special needs. And we're going to be continuing that conversation all week long on all of our ABC 10 News platforms Uh, But we're kind of taking a a tangential look today uh, with our special guest, who I'm going to welcome in right now. Susie Walton is family coach uh, from Indigo Village. And we're going to talk a little bit about kind of managing what it looks like to be having kids at home during this time, schooling at home, and while you're distance learning how to make the best of a tough situation. Susie, it is uh, great to have you on. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. Uh, First of all, just kind of tell me – what does a family coach do? And, and tell me a little bit about Indigo Village.
1: A family coach does what I wish I had when I was raising kids a long time ago. And that is basically support parents in creating the family of their dreams and, you know, just help them journey that that, that whole journey of being a parent. You know, for every, every parent who becomes a parent, it's the first time ever, right, for that first child. So, um, you know, I wish there was someone around like me when my kids were younger. I have four sons, but... There wasn't, and I I managed it. But taking parenting classes certainly helped, and I've been doing it now for
0: 25 years. And uh, Indigo Village, just in terms of uh, you know what 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 the what the project is about.
1: Yeah, event uh, originally it was a it was a building, right? And so it was like a, I had created like a one-stop shop for parents who were looking for parenting and alternative methods of healing, or you know whatever. It's a place where they could come and get whatever they, the needs were needed at that time. And a few years ago, I let go of that building and now it's all on my website. It's a virtual community called Indigo Village.
0: Well, as you said, um, every parent, you know, when they start I- is inexperienced and, you know, they may may lean on their parents or other family members for advice that uh, you could read books for a little bit of experience, but you kind of have to go through it. Uh, you know, I'm a parent of two kids and uh, you have to learn for yourself, but I think we're all in this um, pandemic having to kind of relearn about parenting, because it's it's very different than what uh, we have come to accustom, even if we are parents of multiple children and have been doing this for a long time. There's a bit of relearning going on right now, wouldn't you say?
1: 100 percent. I mean, we're in uncharted territory, right? And, now, you know, and now parents on top of just trying to raise their kids, they don't even have the luxury of sending them off to school for the most part. And so, you know, this this time in our life, it's as I said, it's uncharted and we get to choose how our kids remember this experience. And so I feel like that's a a big message I give my parents. Like, not that we can't make mistakes, but what do we do with those mistakes? And, you know, how do we include the kids in creating a schedule that works for everybody?
0: Well, let's start there. Um, Most kids will probably be distance learning to start the year. and, And obviously this depends on individual circumstances and and ages. But if you can start with just kind of a few general tips that you might might think help viewers out there who uh, might be dealing with kids who are trying to do their schoolwork at home while uh, maybe they are working at home. Uh, Maybe they also still have to go out for a job. What are just kind of some general recommendations uh, that you'd have for us?
1: Well, (laughs) I have a few, but one of the main ones is how, you know, how to reduce some of that chaos is um, self-care and some of your parents out there are probably listening like self-care when do I have time to do that? I, you know, I'm not saying you have to go take a 4-hour bike ride every day, which would be nice if you could, but be um be you know, be, care- be be comfortable with yourself and be gentle with yourself and just know, you can't do this if you're not having some sort of self-care. Cuz you guys know out there, the things that annoy you the most about your kids, your significant other, your colleagues, it has a range of how much it annoys you depending on how well you've taken care of yourself. So if you actually slept one night, something your kids will do won't bother you half as much as if you didn't sleep. So I'm always like self-care, have self-compassion, have self-love, and make sure you're, you're keeping your body and your mind and your, you know your fuel full, so to speak.
0: Um, and I know the of questions that we have gotten over these last couple of weeks have dealt with parents who are, are working uh, full time, you know, both either in the house, out of the house right now, and they're worried about how they're going to be able to manage their children at the same time. Um, I don't think there's any one perfect answer here, but uh, when you have that amount of stress and that amount of obligation kind of on your shoulders, self-care is great. But I'd, I'd imagine that that's, you know, a lot of people are going, Ugh, you know, well, I mean, I still have to get my work done. I still have to make sure that the kids are fed. I still have to make sure that they're sitting in front of the computers at the right time. How do I just kind of manage that from a time standpoint?
1: Well, first of all, Bear, I just want to tell you, I love that you keep using the word managed, because it's definitely managing, and it's not trying to control. If you're trying to control the situation, you're in big trouble. But if you're learning, to, wanting to manage it, there's all sorts of options. And again, I'm just going to go back to self-care for a moment. It just means even going outside and taking a deep breath once in a while if you're at home and you're you're feeling um, the stress of the situation. There's a beautiful quote by Viktor Frankl, and he was an Austrian psychiatrist that was in the Holocaust. During the Holocaust, he was in the camps, and he survived. And he wrote a great book called Man's Search for Meaning. And in that book, he said one of the reasons he survived was – because between stimulus and response lies this space. And in the space, we have the power to choose our response. And in that response lies our freedom and our growth. So when it comes to parenting, when you feel a stimulus coming on because of what your kids are doing or not doing, or your significant others doing or not doing, rather than ignore it, because if we ignore it, it's gonna feed itself. And when it feeds itself, it gets to a place there's no way we can create that space. And so then, then what we end up doing is reacting to the situation versus responding. So that's, you know, reacting is a very unconscious way of parenting. Responding is a very conscious way of parenting. So just even, you know, you feel, you hear the kids complaining or you, you know, they're not listening, stop. Take a deep breath, count to 10. I don't know do 10 push-ups something that creates that space because then in that space you can decide how do i want to handle the situation and i can pretty much guarantee you however you do it it'll become out much more responsive and respectful than if we ignore it and then boom see you guys are all together now in that house right for the most part so it's really learning how to manage all that and I, i tell you guys my parents it starts with you. All right. I mean, there's little things you can do like besides taking care of yourself and creating that space, you know, use actions, not words, parents, especially us moms. We have a tendency of talking way too much and it becomes what we call parent deafness. Right? So use actions. You know, if your child's supposed to be sitting in front of a screen doing work, gently guide them over there. Um, there's just so many different things you can do if they're supposed to take their dishes into the kitchen or into the sink you hand them the plate as they're getting up so the thing is you guys the less words the better off everybody will be and that will bring down any kind of complaining and arguing um speaking softly you know Charles says you know it's time for you to do your homework i don't want to do my homework and you're like you have to do your homework and i don't want to do my homework right that's going nowhere fast And you get two people really upset with each other. But if you say, hey, it's time to do your homework. I don't want to do my homework. You go, hey, what's going on for you right now? You know it's homework time, but wow, you sound really upset. And so just you bringing your tone down, more often than not, your child will come with you on that one.
0: You know, I think it's interesting. um, A couple of the examples you gave about actions, um, you know, the handing of the plate as they go by is, is interesting because I know a lot of parents who then will fall into the trap of "I'll just do it myself"? I've already got it. I'm going to go. Um, how do you avoid just doing everything for your kids, making sure that they still fulfill their responsibilities without, as you said, it, it you know turning into a, an ugly scene, a mm-hmm. fight at home, something that's adding to the stress?
1: Well, first of all, I would suggest you don't try doing what I'm telling you 24/7 <laughs> because it's like saying, "Oh, I'm going to run- go run a marathon." So. The- First day I got running, I run 26 miles. That's never going to work. I'll never walk again. So it's the same thing with these tools. Like maybe just carve out a time in the day, like between 12 and 1 or 8 and 9 in the morning, something, where you're going to focus in and lock in on this. And then the rest of the day, just do what you have to do for basic survival. <clears throat> when it comes to doing something for your child, listen, you guys, you don't want to do too much for them. You don't want to micromanage them because in the bigger picture they're learning, I just can, you know, I can – depend on everybody else to take care of my business and that's not a good thing. But sometimes you just like, Oh, I don't, I don't even have it in me today to uh, even speak in a kind way. So sometimes if you're going to do like, take the plate to the um, sink, just do it with no words, like almost do it. Like you forgot it was their job. Don't say, okay, honey, I'm not going to ask you to do your plates because I, you know, no, just do it. You know, you know, they're supposed to get their own shoes on, but, This is one of those mornings you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even want to deal with this. So just put their shoes on with no words. And they're like, mom, that's supposed to be my job. And you're like, oh, my bad. I forgot. Oh, well.
0: (laughs) I have a test going on at my home right now. We uh, went on a road trip a couple of weeks ago and I'm going to see how long they go without unpacking their bags before. Because I haven't told them because they know they should do it. They're just sitting there. It's like at some point, uh, you know, I think they get the message that mom and dad aren't going to do it for them, and uh, see if we ever get there. Uh, well, ben, so,
1: ben, if you get if you can't handle it, when it gets to that point, you're like, ah, oh, I would just with no words guide them into their room, and they're looking at you like, Dad, no words. Put them in front of their suitcase, unzip it, and point. No <laughs> words.
0: Well, and sometimes one parent can be more patient than the other well, do well in you. situations don't
1: like that. Don't do it when
0: you're upset. I want to ask you about the different family dynamics because we get a lot of questions about, uh, you know, single parent families, co-parenting, and then uh, maybe the traditional two parent families. And I think they all have their own challenges. I'll I'll start with a traditional two parent family. How do you manage the, you know, dividing up the time, especially when you have younger children and maybe both parents are working um, and they're trying to make it fair. Hey, yeah, we need to make sure you, you watch the kids now. You watch the kids in the afternoon. Make sure they get their school done. Just managing what feels like extra work, especially during this pandemic.
1: I think one of the best things to do, you know, again, you guys are all your own best experts. So you get to decide what works for you. But uh, what I have found, one thing that works is like on Sunday afternoon, um, the two parents sit down and they pull out a calendar of some sort. And I, actually, I'd rather you do a big calendar so the kids can see it somewhere like the old-fashioned Staples calendars and or just do it on your laptop. But, you know, schedule out every day. And, and what needs to be done during the... Like, make, as you would in any company, any business, right? You, you have a staff meeting and you figure out what the projects are for the week. Well, parents, do that on Sunday before... You know, even if you can, make some meals on Sunday or something. Um, I also suggest, you know... So, yeah, so you do that and you just calendar out the whole week the best as you can. And I would suggest you even if the parent is once working and the other one's working, but working with the kids still divvy out that time. Don't expect the one with the kid to be with them eight hours a day. If there's any chance I would every two hours, I would switch out a little bit to give the other person a little bit of a break. Um, I know work is tough and I also know (laughs) being with kids. It, for most part it's gonna be a lot tougher so it's just really working as a team but on, get it planned on Sunday when you have some time you know I'm not a big proponent of TV but if you know if you have to put your kids in front of a movie for an hour so that you can do this you know do it because this is a time that you guys have to like you got to keep your sanity in place otherwise the whole situation you know there's a saying that the, your kids hardly ever hear what you say but they're always watching what you do. So they can see both parents sitting down, working out a schedule, asking some input from the kids, especially the older kids, bring them in on the scheduling. When would they like to do their work, blah, 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 and just work it together. And then you set limits around it. The kids are like, well, I just want to do part of my school in the morning and part of my homework in the afternoon say, well, okay, let's give that a try. And if it works, fabulous. And if not, then tomorrow you do it on our schedule. And we'll see how that goes, and then we'll take you back. And if you want, you can go back to your schedule. So that's where you keep giving them a little bit responsibility and see how they handle it. And if they handle it, they keep it. But if not, you pull on back, and then you put it in your realm for a bit, and then you hand it back over to them to try it
0: again. I think that's great, especially for parents who really are a team. um My wife and I do the Sunday. We get out our day planners every Sunday, look at the whole week, so we can kind of anticipate any uh, challenges that are coming up mm-hmm. in the next few days. But Obviously, not all parents are in that situation. Some parents are not together. They may have uh, new spouses, yet they're co-parenting a child together and uh, that teamwork may not be there. Are there any tips that, uh, better ways to handle a situation like that where um, you know you wanna keep the, uh, the bitter feelings, I'd say to a minimum?
1: <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, so the thing is, if you're co-parenting with someone else who's not in the household with you, um, just do what you need to do at the home. You can't really impact the other ha- household. And you're not, to, you know, if you're not conversing and communicating in a healthy way, you know, you calling them and nagging them or ragging on what they're doing or not doing is not helpful. All you have control over is you, what's in front of you in your house. So you do the best that you can while their kids are with you. For you that are single parents out there, I was a single parent as my kids were getting older. And, um, yeah, I have, I have videos of me. I I saw it the other day, like, I don't know where it came from, but my kids were set up in these different four boys, you know, all between second grade and eighth grade or something, you know, kitchen table, living room, living, you know, and I just went from like, you know, station to station, just checking on it. Meanwhile, in the middle is my kitchen and I'm making dinner, but it worked. And I just needed to keep them a little bit apart because they all had different schoolwork to go on. And it worked for me, you know, so you got to come up with best. But if you're a single parent, don't try to make up for being both parents. You're a one human being. That's enough. So don't try to compensate for the other parent. Just be who you are. Be authentic to yourself. Call in your kids for help. My kids came to the rescue as much as I could remember when I said, hey, I need some help with this situation. This morning stuff. It seems like it's going, it's crazy in the morning getting you to school. So let's come up with a game plan.
0: Um, it's you had four, so I, I think this is applicable to dealing with siblings. Um, and it can depend on ages. It can be, it depend on just how close they are in age as well. But how much can you get maybe your kids to work together to kind of team up to to help out in this unusual circumstance? And then what happens on the other hand when you get you know siblings who just fight a lot and and don't have that teamwork how do you handle that as a parent?
1: If you read my parenting book my oldest son will say we spent our life playing WWF isn't that what that is that wrestling thing <laughs> I'm like, kind of right four boys right So yeah you can have it's great if you can get the older kids you know you can hire them to two to the six year old like if you got a 12 year old bring in you know bring him in a, in a, the workforce and let him oversee the young give yourself a break you guys. And, and, you know, create that team. And if they're fighting a lot, you see, fighting is not a normal thing. We think sometimes because kids fight so much, it's normal. It's not. You know, it's like 90% of your kids fighting is for parents' attention. 10% of the time your kids fight is because they're just mad at each other. So that 90% is normally caused by the fact that they know they're going to get some attention from a parent. So if you stop giving it so much attention and, and say to them, I've noticed at times And why don't you just come and ask me for some attention? And then if your kids are fighting, you just separate them and you say to them, you two, the TV's off or Xbox is done or you can't, you're not, you know, no more playing on the swing or whatever until you two figure out how to make it work for both of you. Like that's one thing I didn't have then with my boys raising up that one set. how are you guys going to make this work for both of you? It's a beautiful statement and it teaches kids how to deal with conflict. It teaches kids how to take responsibility for conflict. So parents out there, if you have kids, well, I think all kids fight once in a while, or at least argue. So how are you two going to make it work? When you're stuck, when my boys were becoming teenagers, there wasn't a lot of rules. And you know, this guy, you know, I couldn't like to be the heavy hitter with these kids. They're all big boys. They're all six foot eight. But one thing I did learn to say to them as a teenager is, hey, I hear that this, this is what you're wanting to do. This is what I feel about that. Help me out. How are we going to make this work for both of us?
0: How do you think you would have handled it um, if you had to do the distance learning thing uh, back, back when your boys were still in the house? Um, yeah. And, you know, you know, dad's out traveling, whatever, and, and you're responsible for four kids. They're not only trying to learn, but they're also missing their friends. They're wanting to to get out, but you want to make sure they're staying safe and not, you know, doing anything that's going to uh, get them caught with the virus out there. How do you think you kind of would have managed this with, with the four boys?
1: You know, ben, that's a great question. I, I will, first of all, I, that visual I was just giving you, putting them in parts of the house where they wanted to be, I think I would have definitely have done that. I mean, good news, bad news, four boys, not even girls, four boys, but, and that's a, you know, four, it's a good amount of kids, but you know, we traveled a lot because of their dad's job when they were younger, but I feel like they had instant friends always like just having four kids. I'm not telling you guys to go have more kids so that your kids can be entertained by each other, but it certainly worked in our family that they always had each other. And, you know, we had a basketball hoop in the on the, on the driveway there. So they always go out and play ball. So as I, as you're talking to me, I feel very blessed and fortunate that I could have actually made that work. The thing is, my kids in sixth grade started saying, what are you going to teach us? Like, we know, I think we know more than you, which (laughs) is probably true, you know, because they say every generation is smarter than the next. So you guys out there, ask your kids for advice. You that have kids that are power kids and they just want, you know, you know those kids. They're very challenging and provoking. Bring them on your team. Ask them, help me out with this situation. I've never done this before. You're going to be in awe of what they come up with. It's pretty amazing
0: what would you do if, um, you know, one of your kids say, you know, your 12, a 12 year old comes up to you in the morning and goes, I just can't, I can't do this today. You know what? I don't, I'm not feeling well. I just can't do this today. Because I think we all understand that. I think we've all had that feeling over these last few months. I don't, I don't know if I can do this today, sitting in front of another Zoom screen and, and, and doing work like this. Kids are just the same way. They're going to have, they're going to get sick of it at times. Um, how would you manage that? Because obviously you feel like Oh, I would have made you go to school if it was a normal school day. What what do I do at home now?
1: Now, that's exactly what I was going to say. Well, why not? They miss school once in a while. (laughs) You know, so what, you know, this is a day. um, I mean, my parents, my mom thing was if you have a fever, you get to stay home. So um, nowadays having a fever is not a good sign. It's like, oh, my gosh, right? Go get tested. Um, But in general, it's like, you know, if the child's like, I just can't do this today. The thing you guys want to do is detach it with love, and what I mean by that is don't get caught up in the emotional roller coaster. Well, you have to do it. You know, I want you to acknowledge what they're saying, and sh- and bring in some empathy. Hey, I can hear that this today's one they'll say is it's, you're just not even feeling it, and he or she was like, I'm no, I can't. And like, okay, so what do you need right now then to take care of you? You know, um, and you know, if they said, well, I need to go play Xbox, you're like, you don't say Nope, That's not an option. You're gonna say, acknowledge, acknowledge again. I get you want to do Xbox right now, and that's not an option at this point. So what else do you need right now? Like maybe you just need to do something for a little bit. You know, maybe they need to. You know, I, my niece. I was asking her about this yesterday because she has four boys, and she was a teacher. She said, you know, one thing in general to help out, especially with the, you know, kids six or not six, but a on up, have them um, FaceTime, but get a FaceTime buddy that they can do work together with, like as if they were in the classroom together. And that way, they're not do you know? Because that's I think what you're saying, Ben, is so true. I think a lot of kids right now are just missing people, missing their friends. I mean, that that's what kids are supposed to be doing. Those poor teenagers out there! Oh my gosh, they didn't know they're going to become teenagers and see their parent 24 seven, right? So yeah. I think had that idea of budding up with someone, you know, getting a buddy on the Facetime and just hey, let's do our homework together this morning.
0: And I saw a question: uh, What about only children? And I know that's a, a tougher one for you, is you know, you, you haven't had to deal with that because. Uh, siblings can be each other's mm-hmm. friends. But I have to imagine that this would be tough uh, for an only child as well, because not only are they cut off from school, but uh, much more cut off from anyone else their own age, even inside their own house.
1: Yeah. So maybe that FaceTime business mm-hmm. would help with that because, um, I mean, what else are you do? I mean, I've seen some people who have kids that, you know, one cannot be around kids because of an immune thing. So their parents met in a drive one of the, the driveway and they had their the kids two little tables, you know, at least six feet apart from each other. And they sat there and did some, you know, they had a tea party, but you could also sit there and, and do some work together, you know, as long as both kids are healthy and they're outside and it's far apart. I mean, some parents might not like that, but I've seen people come up and be that creative just so that especially for these only kids, they're not just seeing parents all day long.
0: Uh, You mentioned Xbox. You mentioned FaceTime. Uh, Earlier, you said you're not a big fan of just plugging them into the television. I think screen time is a big issue. I know it is at our house because now all of school is screen time, Uh, Mm -hmm. much of school, at least for my older kids. But they, of course, when they get off of school, they want to have some screen time as well because they still want to play their games. That's how they interact with their friends. And all of a sudden you find the end of the day and they've been on their screen for 10 or 11 hours, whether they're working or they're socializing or they're just playing some video games to relax and it's all screen time. How, how do you propose kind of managing that in a household where, you know, it's, it's not, it's not going to be like it was before, but also want to keep, keep it from getting out of control as well.
1: Well, sometimes I suggest to parents is at least make the weekends, no screens at all for everybody, parents included. (laughs) Or maybe an hour a day to check, you know, for older kids and adult, you know, the adults to check on emails or whatever, but in general, just no screens over the weekend. We gotta clear our brains out, right? And then for the you know, during the week, during the school week, I know I watch my grandkids like they go from school and now they wanna connect with their friends and they do it through a game. Well, ultimately what I'd like is for kids when they're done with school, be done with school and then they go Get some exercise whether it's running around inside the house or hopefully outside the house somewhere i mean there's no better medicine for the soul for the worry person anxious person than like nature nature is like just amazing for everybody right and then have them come back and play games with their friends but you know, and if they like, um, but no, 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 we want to, we want to do it now. Like, okay, well then you have an hour to connect and play games. And then I want, you know, then when I ask you to turn off the screen, I want it off without an argument. And then you go outside and get some exercise and it, you have that agreement with that. If they don't get off without a fight, then they know that the next day after schools, the screen's turned off and they go get their exercise and they're outside for an hour. And then they can come back and play with their friends on it with a game. And so that's that whole thing about teaching your kids how to self-manage, doing it within guidelines. And none of that has to be done in an angry tone, mean tone to say, hey, that's just what's happening. You know, that's the meanest thing ever. You know what? I just want you to basically know how to self-manage by the time you move out of the home. So that's our ultimate job for all parents is teaching self-management.
0: Susie, uh, before we go, I want to circle back to the very beginning, because usually the first thing a person says is probably, Uh, one of the most important and and you talked about making sure that you take time take care of yourself while you're taking care of your kids and uh, along those same lines uh, being a little forgiving of yourself as well knowing none of us know what we're really doing especially when it comes to distance learning we didn't know what we were doing as parents before um, just because it's not perfect on you know august 31st or whenever that first day of school happens if it's uh, happening next week It doesn't mean it won't be better in a couple of weeks, won't be even better in another month. Um, You know, just kind of being forgiving of yourself during this time as well.
1: Yeah. You know what? We're humans and humans are a messy species. We're all over the place and our brains are amazing and they get us in a lot of trouble. So parents do the best you can. And if you make a mistake, you know, celebrate it, be comfortable with yourself when you make that mistake and you yelled at your kid and think about how could I do it differently next time. And I want you to go to your child and say, listen, I really blew that today with this whole learning business. I was yelling at you. That's not okay. I can't imagine that would inspire you to learn. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to get eye level. I wanted to have a conversation with you. I wanted just to rub your back and point to the screen, you know, and then there's a thing we call repair mistakes, making amends let's you know, say you yelled at your significant other or one of your kids and you know later on like bring your significant other you know a glass of Lacroix or you know a t- tea or something as like hey i don't like how i handle that situation so i wanted to do something to repair that and it's not you don't do that to make the other ch- person happy and l- like you again you're doing it because you want the relationship repaired and you do it with your kids. Like I don't like how I handled this whole situation with school this morning. I was like, if I'd been a teacher in school, I would have been fired, right? And so um, I just forgot. And so here, I want to um, let's go, let's go shoot some hoops for a while. I'll be your rebounder, okay? So just be be real. I think that was one of the biggest things I had with my kids. I was just real with them. They got all of me, you know, because I knew that I had didn't know what I was doing for the most part. So. Just be gentle with yourself. Be forgiving with yourself, and then wrap it up. Don't just feel guilty. But, you know, when you say, "Oh, I'm so," I feel so guilty. Well, then do something about it. Repair the situation. Go give your child a hug. You know, or go play a board game with them. You know, or just whatever that takes. And especially with your partners, you guys like, mm, you guys have to stay a team the best you can. Whether either you know whether you're in a house together or not. So.
0: Couple of deep breaths and a "my bad" go a long way. And I, I might not be the expert, but I've also noticed the kids will emulate that behavior as well, and they'll right. realize I yeah, didn't my good. best. Maybe I should say I'm sorry to mom and dad at some point. And right. I, it's a good feeling when you hear that sometimes as a parent. Well, Susie, uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a great conversation, and uh, hopefully, some parents out there got at least one or two tips. Uh, they might be able to use during this distance learning time. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Ben. That was great. Thank you. Thank you, you. Well, your
0: Coach uh, mother of you. Indigo Village. Uh, thank you so much. Thank and, you
1: for taking me on into your village of people.
0: Great. Thank you so much, and uh, we will continue our back to school safely, back to school series here on 10 News, and continue our Ask the Expert series each morning uh, here on Facebook Live. Appreciate everybody who's joined us. I'm Ben Higgins. Thank you so much.